It's time for Hey.com. This is the podcast where we help marketers and business owners just like you grow your customer community through helpful how-to videos. My name is Dane Golden, and today we're going to speak with String Nguyen of Master Your Video. Welcome, String. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Dane. Thank you for being on. And where are we speaking to you from? Where are you in the world? Um, I'm in the future. Called <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. I'm a couple of heads ahead of you. So thanks for having me early at nine o'clock on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> and uh, you wrote this great article on LinkedIn, and it was about starting a LinkedIn video channel. And I'd like to ask you about that. Is that okay? Go ahead. I love that you. Um, particularly focus on this article because I really originated that up and I'm always surprised that uh, not a lot of people got traction on LinkedIn because articles doesn't seem to get traction for me, but video does. <laughs> Ironically. Yeah, uh, video does. Because you are a LinkedIn ex video expert and I've seen you speak now, I think, at two conferences. Um, but first of all, could you tell me what you consider a LinkedIn video channel to be because people are used to use that word channel on other video platforms but what does it mean on linkedin to have a video channel well like um just some big news like yesterday i got to test out linkedin live mm -hmm. um so i guess like when you look at my particular channel on linkedin you notice that i focus on i'm like a resource for other world um businesses and um people who are interested in personal branding to learn about how to use video to amplify their stories and messages. So they come to me to know how to do videos. And uh, this is a personal profile. We're not talking about a business profile here. <laughs> no, it's a personal profile. So I was able to grow my profile, turn it into channel and converted, um, like was able to grow from zero to 30,000 followers, not connections, followers. And talk us through some of the steps that people need to go through or some of the pointers that people need to, to uh, look out for as they're building a LinkedIn video channel. Well, I guess that's what happens when you have these 10 points, which are outlined. But uh, I guess like, you know, have a strong personal brand, create consistent content that's super niche, just like any other channels does. Do videos. If you want to be a video channel, then you need to make sure that you at least have 80% video-centric content. And uh, and get serious about like uh, buying equipment, investing in equipment, and uh, creating great content. Now, one of the things you say in this article is to be human, and when people are on LinkedIn, it's evolving quickly. But when people thought of LinkedIn a couple of years ago, they're like, "Okay, I want need to have my resume, and maybe I like something that somebody link that somebody posts." But how do people? Uh, become comfortable being themselves and sharing their own thoughts when they know this could reflect on their overall company. They don't want to get fired. They want to get promoted. So how do they, how do they walk right? that line? So like, it depends like which direction you want. Like if you're a business owner, it's much easier being yourself on camera because that means like people want to do business with you. But right. if you are like an employee, then what you need to do is almost like um, work along aside with the marketing team and make sure that your messaging is clear and then you'll have the best representation of the company. 
So you almost become a brand ambassador or content creator inside the marketing team. So you have to give yourself as a tool set within the company. And, and how do you get buy-in from your boss on that? Do you just do it and ask for forgiveness later or are there a number oh, yeah. of approaches? So, it's like, so like there's probably a number of approaches. I'll probably ask for forgiveness later because that's my style all the time because I wouldn't innovate if I didn't do that all the, on a regular basis. But um, I think what you need to do is almost like uh, find out what the – like work closely with the marketing team and find, or like be friends with them and find out what their uh, messaging is or just like uh, do the back-end experience and like learn as much as you can because you're the expert in the business as well. You should know the business inside of out. So when you create content around it, you have to like um, push out all the content inside your head out to the world. And video does that really well, but you have to do it succinctly and in a way that seems like you're building up credibility as well. And, and one of your points was how, uh, how to plan your channel and the content how do how do someone how do how do people come up with ideas? How do they plan what to talk about if they're going to do a vlog style video once a week, let's say? Oh well, like let's think of it this way: like, what are you the master of? And let's ask you the question, Dane. What are you the master of? Like, what are you the master of? Right. Yeah. I I think that I'm sort of in the nuts and bolts of YouTube. Uh, from the underlying analytics and, and how those analytics apply to what works and what doesn't on YouTube. Okay. And does do you also know, is that like what, like primary source of income? Like people come to you to know how to do YouTube properly? Yeah. Okay. So that's what you should be creating content on LinkedIn from, like video production. Mm-hmm. So you probably your primary like mastery is definitely YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the secondary ones is like video production. Not not so much in the production. There's a lot of good people that do that, but other elements around optimization. So uh, there you go. So you, yeah. you're like, so you're like an expert in your field, and I'm an expert in your field. All I do right. is provide clarity in terms of like uh, when people ask me, it's like, what kind of channels do I? This is like the process that I go through when uh, I talk to people. They they confirm or reconfirm what how to position themselves so they know what position they should be going through but everyone it seems like needs some kind of confirmation from everyone but you should be like the the expert and position yourself and own that expertise Mm -hmm. that's your channel and your content and should i um get a set should i um get an expensive camera or should i just turn on my phone when I feel the desire to talk to some no. to someone. Yeah, How di- should I approach it? I guess like that's the difference between a hobbyist and a serious content creator, right? A hobbyist will like just go and like free falling and, t- and, uh, um, and they're probably happy to use their phone. And, but our phones, by the way, is like an amazing tool. They could create 4k videos. Mm-hmm. So don't right. disregard smartphones these days. Sure. And, um, and if you're starting out, use your smartphone. But what you need to do is like develop your camera presence before you think about investing in expensive equipment or hire an editor, for example. Um, if like a serious content creator will like probably be more strategic and develop like content plans and think about what they need to do in terms of like how to position themselves because they're probably reverse engineer where they want to be in five years. And how many videos should someone do a week, for instance, in this well, topic? You can, 
I, I guess like the way I was able to grow is because like any other channel has a if you t- treat it like a TV program, they have probably once a week, but I do it every day just because I want to position myself as that resource channel. Five days a week or seven days a week or 10 times a, d- a week? I, I remember like when I first pushed out and I had like video, I pushed out because I was like when I positioned myself as a global channel, I pushed out twice a day. Twice a day. And and uh, so I, I'm imagining there's not a lot of editing going on with that type of turnaround. Well, like, well it's just like really like um, being very – there's almost like a, a a sense of like credibility when you do it in one take, right? Right, right. And 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 so your topics were about LinkedIn video initially, or were they about branding, or what what types of things did you um, get video, off the ground going? Well, like what was interesting when I was like um started like creating my own had like a community around me. Uh, it was I had like real time feedback loop. Mm-hmm. So they gave me, like, I pushed out a video and then they respond to it. If I had low numbers, that means that wasn't a good topic or I didn't deliver the messaging properly. Um, if they had, like, great response, that's something that I have to, like, keep a note of as well. So having an audience who loves your content, that's the advantages of having a channel as well because they give you a, a feedback loop. What about uh, how does someone uh, sort of warm up when they're just doing a – off the cuff thing. For instance, when I'm getting ready to make videos or this podcast, I might sing, you know, I might, you know, play a song on my iPhone and sing along with it for a while, almost like karaoke, just to warm up and get happy, you know? Yeah, that's a really great point there because you need to bring up your energy level, right? Mm-hmm. Because like energy, like even podcast or anything recording, it really picks up your energy and people are a little bit more perkier on mm-hmm. camera because right. it flattens, right? Um, when people watches it, like if we were talking normally, we wouldn't have that high energy. They think we're bipolar. Uh. <laughs> 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 you can relate to this, Dane, right? But when you're on camera, like you have hey, to share that energy. I don't know what you mean <laughs> about me relating to being bipolar. I don't know what you're trying to get at here. <laughs> but you giggled there. You totally giggled there. <laughs> But I think a lot of times, like, people expect me to be happy, happy. But when right. I reserve my energy for camera or when I do content production, and when they meet me, I'm really chilled. <laughs> uh, and But you need to bring your energy level up. So I dance. And I love that you sing because it really, really warms up your vocal cords as well. So do you dance on the video or do you dance before to warm up yourself? I do it uh, myself or like the first thing I do in the morning is like dance as well. Uh-huh. Get out the bed, put music on and dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, if I have like people who are camera shy and I had to interview them, I'm, I'll make them warm up with me as well to build up rapport and um, loosen them up a little bit so they look like less rigid on camera. Right. And we look like we had a great, really great rapport. Right. Yeah. I, I think you really got to just sort of amp it up twice as much, smile twice as much, bring as much, twice as much power as you normally would just sitting across from someone having coffee. Um, now that now that you've uploaded the video, I, I heard you give a lot of really good tips about hashtags. Um, how do hashtags work with promoting video on LinkedIn? Is it different than the other platforms? 
Well, like, what? How do you use hashtags normally anyway, Dean? Well, I followed some of the things you do. So when I post a video on LinkedIn, I'll do hashtag LinkedIn video. But on YouTube, there's a bit of a debate, and I come down because they do allow hashtags now. I come down on the side of the debate that you should not do any hashtags because it gives shorter watch time and 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 that will rank your video lower. But in general, I'll do uh, I'll do. Um, is this I, hashtags? Is it hashtags on like the headlines or hashtags in the description? Uh, I mean hashtags in the description. I guess some people do it in the headlines, and I'm not against that. Okay, titles. well, like, because it's like, um, I don't think I didn't see any hashtagging that much on YouTube, so it hasn't really picked up because it's still like um being uh, the underlying technology or right. the way it ranks is on Google based on Google anyway. Yeah. So on LinkedIn, hashtagging hasn't really um been used properly at all because i feel like it's still like um a low priority in the algorithm mm -hmm. but it's more used for like discoverability or like searching for people so you should like definitely have your own hashtag because it will be like act as your own rss feed as well um and you should have one called hey dane for example mm -hmm. and and i have like one for string video or string story just so people can like watch my videos now you have a theme uh, on LinkedIn that has to do with fried chicken. And could you explain what that is exactly? Oh, like every time you see fried chicken, do you think of me, Dane? I do. That's it. <laughs> it's a really, uh, I'm glad that it works because like a lot of people get confused with my fried chicken. It's like, how is it related to business? It's like, but when you come in business, like you want people to think about you, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's top of mind marketing. Every time you see OKC, you'll think of me because String likes fried chicken. Mm -hmm. And you use the icon and you always say yes. it. Yes. And I, go, I do go real, super religious into it because like I um, I organize fried chicken parties for my friends and communities. Like I have like a fried chicken hat sometimes when I go out conferences so people could spot me and find me. Um, people like like when I have inbound messages, I know that they uh, consume my content by notating fried chicken. And I like always have time for those people who use fried chicken or reference fried chicken for me because it's a community way of like um, saying, oh, I'll watch your content and I know you like fried chicken. And it and it helps. And if people are going to have their own symbol or catchphrase or or whatever, that it it helps if there is an emoji that's already made for this, like there is for fried yes. chicken. Well, like um, you probably notice a lot more people using emojis now. So I'm like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm always a little bit chuffed, and I'm a little bit egoistic to say that I started this emoji trend of like um, visual branding or visual brand anchoring. That was you. Is, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to take ownership of it. So Let's say it's me you. <laughs> yeah, but it is true. Like, you okay. know, like, so like if you think of like um, content creation is only around for LinkedIn for the last couple of years, right? Probably right. three years. And video has only been around for two years. Mm -hmm. And then like um, I was like probably like the first early wave on that that's super consistent. Like mm -hmm. Gary Vee has been around for a while, but he's been on LinkedIn now because one, he has a team and they're always like looking for like places for them to distribute content. And they have such a like a big massive library of content. They don't necessarily need to create new content. They could recycle the content they need um, from other channels and like push it over there and which they do. 
Right. Yeah. They, they do content multiplication, which if you have the ability to do it is a great thing. You can slice and dice up content and put it on a lot of different channels. What happens for people who are very sensitive and, and just can't deal with people who are trolls or whatever, I guess on LinkedIn, Maybe not as many. I'm going to guess and say there's not as many trolls because you're really identified to your own personality. There's no faking or very difficult to fake on LinkedIn who you are. True or not true? For me, um, for me, like I'm super authentic and I love trolls. I love dealing with them. Oh. (laughs) Well, like because it's just a good PR move, right? If you know how to deal with negativity and you shouldn't really like sometimes these negativity could be critiques on how to improve your mm-hmm. content as well. So you just need to learn how to like be less sensitive about it and don't take it personally. But like every time there's someone who uh, I know is like um, having a go at me mm-hmm. personally on my content, I just throw them a fried chicken. It's like, you know, what's original KFC. So I just use it as a PR mm-hmm. tactic to go back to my branding because you don't want to leave any negativity behind as well because people read people read comments. You leave digital footprints and evidence of all your personality online as well. Don't leave any digital footprints to like pinpoint you as a like um as someone who's like uh, negative. But there but there are some degrees of negativity that go beyond uh, rational would you not agree yes, yes. i see that a, a lot like women get a cop at the most um and i already have my theory about that already as well um like they get seems to get like hey beautiful you're really sexy and everything like that or they probably get a lot of like behind the scenes like messages of like um treating it like tinder for example and what i realized because i've been online for a long time is that you do not give them any green light or even a warm light to all signals to um, to like say that you're like open to like uh, suggestive comments, and right. also if you add random people at particular countries, then you will get those comments as well. Mm-hmm. And if you present yourself in a way that kind of is suggestive, you'll get those comments as well. Mm-hmm. And okay. like I had these conversations as well, and it's like, how come you don't get trolls? It's like I'm a professional, man. Like I have never given any iota to like say that I want like attention in that kind. I want if I want to give uh, attention, it's usually a business shit, and I can use that limelight onto them as well. I'm been waiting to collect, um, uh, build up a collection of like these comments, but I haven't gotten any lately. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Good. And, and, and just as, as commenting overall, positive comments, uh, what I think of with YouTube, particularly for tutorial vloggers and as I advocate uh, that approach for businesses, I think of LinkedIn video as well. When you upload that video, that's the beginning of a conversation not the end. The uploading is not the end. Would you agree with that or do you have a different take on that? It is because a lot of people I've noticed, like, they just upload and don't engage. And you can't do that because, like, that they want to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And, and do- it, go ahead. Like, I do agree with, like, like, YouTube taught me a lot about that. It's like you have to have these conversations, especially if you're, like, beginning to, like, build up a community 
these are potential clients that are trying to engage with you on LinkedIn. And where are the places that you might prompt them with a question? Is it throughout the theme to the video at the end of the video? Is it in the description? Do you comment, be the first commenter? Or like depends on what format you want. Like on LinkedIn, I was amazed by people still comment, watch, comment, and engage with me. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, hey, where are you watching this LinkedIn live from? Tell me your favorite fried chicken places, um, you know. And I asked for back questions at the um, during the whole thing, and I got people like watching it and responding to those questions. So, at, like having a conversations and talking to them, uh, to the person on the other side works post production as well right. in live. And and if you wanted to say one message to the people listening today that will get them on the right path for their LinkedIn video channel, what would that be? Oh, if you have a specifically if you want to go into video and you feel like you're a professional and you have a lot of expertise and knowledge, but so scared of the camera, you should join my community master your video. Tell us about that. Um. Well, because I find like a lot of professionals have so much knowledge in their head and that I feel like um, part of future-proofing our skill sets is like building up our communication skills. And But they just need a safe environment or like a place where they could get feedback on how to improve their videos and communication. Almost like a, uh, was it like a Toastmaster, but online. I've been, I was able to master a video is that community that helps people um, learn from others and master their communications and master the video in a sandpit area where they could like get feedback. And there was, the also, there was also something uh, that you had. It was like a 48 hours. I, I'm not sure I quite understood what that oh, yeah. is exactly. Oh, it's just like a, cause like I find that like, um, I feel like for people who are listening 48 for 48, it's like, it's just like for $48. Mm-hmm. So instead of like buying for 299 yeah, you could have access to the communion course for $48. But, but was there a 48 hours portion of it or did I get that oh. wrong? Oh no. Like that's just like, a, I'm with, this is me being lazy because like I don't have a team. <laughs> and I've been Great. just outright like that. Like I just extended it to $48 because it seems like the sweet spot for like everyone. Oh. Uh, the 299 is like, um, that's the value of it that you gain from it, but like it's always like adding courses to it. So this is me just being transparent. Like I'm still working on this by myself now. Cool. And and tell us some of the URLs people can find you at String. Uh, you could LinkedIn.com slash IN String Story, Instagram.com String Story, YouTube.com String Story. So string story everywhere and also masteryourvideo.com. Yes, that's where the course is as well. And if you like, um, feel free to like reach out to me and say that, uh, like, because I don't add anyone that I'm familiar with. But if you write personally a message that you listen to me on Dane, I'm happy to connect with you. If tell her you heard it on hey.com. Yes. And people will be able to find this episode by searching for Hey and String Nguyen. That's S-T-R-I-N-G-N-G-U-Y-E-N. And my name is Dane Golden, and I want to thank you, the listener, for joining us today. 
I do this podcast and these videos because I love helping marketers and business owners just like you grow your customer community through helpful how-to videos because when you share your expertise in a way that helps your customers live their lives better or do their jobs better, you'll earn their loyalty and their trust and their business. Thanks to our special guest, String Nguyen of Master Your Video. Until next week, here's to helping you help your customers through video.